This week on Beyond Stillness, Stories After Stroke, guest Ken Check shares a story about how his passion for electrical projects and classic car maintenance have informed his own recovery process. He highlights the need to listen, to listen to one's body for warning signs and follow care instructions of medical professionals. Thank you for joining us for part one, Ken Check's story. Hello and welcome to Beyond Stillness. Stroke offers a powerful, life-changing shift in perspective. Each colorful memory creates a parable for life's greater teachings a compass for journeys ahead, and inspired wisdom for unique growth. This radio show, Beyond Stillness, offers an hour of pause for storytelling and reflection. Ultimately, Beyond Stillness is a welcoming environment that reveres the moment beyond strokes paralysis. Still moments unite humanity and divinity. I'm your host, Molly Bucola. Today's guest is Ken Check. For many years, he designed power systems for Hewlett Packard. He enjoys electrically based projects, amateur radio, and classic cars. But before we begin, let us take a moment. We offer gratitude this day for the medical professionals who have helped us throughout the recovery process. We are thankful for their knowledge and care. We remember that our bodies are vehicles for our spirits to live and breathe in this world. We see the process of healing as a way to connect with others and we are thankful. Now I'll hand the mic over to Mr. Ken Check. Good morning or afternoon with whatever is relevant at, at the time. Um, in part, I am a car guy and Molly felt that the reading that I'm about to read uh, is, is appropriate since I am a car guy and I am trying to uh, convey a message of respecting your body or listening to your body. So with that in mind, I am going to read from the General Motors 1955 Owner's Guide. (laughs) Okay, so here it is. This book is compiled by the Buick Engineering and Service Department's to assist you in obtaining the most the, the utmost pleasure and satisfaction from your car it is urged that you that the instructions and recommendations be followed closely so the message here is this applies to your body listen closely and uh, 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 and uh, listen to your your doctors closely as well. Okay, 
The title to, of, of my talk today is Stroke Avoidance Can Be Easy for Anyone. And so here's my story. When I was 15, I moved from the Bronx to L.A., Los Angeles. I grew up in the Bronx. It was comfortable, easy, safe, and you could get anywhere by subway. Moving to Los Angeles was traumatic. Compared to New York, there was minimal culture. That's debatable, of course. And minimal public transportation, which is not debatable. <laughs> it is, in fact, the case. Ask anyone. My dad had a good job in Los Angeles, but compensation was blue collar. So for transportation, which we desperately needed, he bought a used 1955 Buick, which he dubbed the bomb. <laughs> One day, the power steering failed, and I was sent to the library to find the shop manual. In those days, libra public libraries had shop manuals for many cars. Hard to believe these days, there's no way they could possibly cover that many, all the cars we have today. Reading the shop manual gave me the solution. I then bought the parts and went home. I was fascinated by the whole process. In the past, I spent time tinkering on electrical projects, but this was mechanical. Holy <laughs> mackerel. I, think I stepped up to the challenge because it was very purposeful. My dad and the whole family needed the bomb to get around. Remember, this is LA. I needed to get up and get going by the end of the day, get it going by the end of the day because the whole family really needed this. This is LA, not New York, as I said before. Okay. Throughout the process, I kept thinking, if it works, my father is going to be so proud of me. And guess what? I did it. <laughs> it worked. When the front wheels turned left and right, my heart jumped for joy. I also let out a big sigh of relief, of course, since I wasn't sure I was going to do it. I did it, though. The bomb was back in action. When my father returned home, he was quite impressed, I believe. <laughs> he wasn't an overly emotional guy, but I just knew he was amazed. There may have been a little hint of joy, of, excuse me, envy, not joy, joy and envy as well. <laughs> okay. I've always been results-driven. Over the years, I've created a reputation as an inventor and a problem solver. People seek my advice and my help. When there's a challenge, I know there's a way I, to meet it. I just have to figure it out. I have the patience for that. I love solving problems and finding creative solutions. It is such fun. Each success gives me a, a bit of a jolt, just like the day I fixed the Buick or, or the bomb. <laughs> I found purpose in the process and joy in the celebration. On September 21st, 
2021 at 3 a.m., I woke up to go to the bathroom. My body was withering, had withered to the ground. A short time later, I got up and went back to bed. I went, when I woke up at 6 a.m., I chose to go to a different bathroom so I didn't disturb my wife. But I had a similar experience. My wife, who was on guard, still worried from the first bathroom trip and promptly called the paramedics. The house was crawling with paramedics. They all thought I could walk out. I was able to move my upper torso. My arms tingled, however. I moved them to try to leverage my body up from the ground. No go. Next, I looked at my legs. They didn't even have the strength to move, much less get me up. That was the third stroke I had suffered. The third time was not a charm. I hadn't listened to the previous warning signs. I should have. Typical, in my opinion, man response. My life changed that day. I no longer thought I was invincible. When you, you are a kid, you think you can do anything. I used to look at older people and those with disabilities and think I would not be like them. I'm sure most of us have that same experience. Up until this time, I had visited many seniors to help them with their electronics. Some were far younger than me, but in far worse condition. And then here I was, like them, unable to sustain myself on my own. I never thought I would be in that situation. This is for others, not me. <laughs> I, I'm, if I'm not invincible, who else is? Our bodies are like fine-tuned machines, sort of like the Buick manual. <laughs> okay, uh, they give us warning signs. If they need attention, it's up to us to listen. My first thought that day was, oh no, look at me now. I have to depend on others to take care of me. I just wanted to get back to pre-stroke me. I wanted to get better so that I could go to retirement homes and help others with computers. I wanted to fix myself so I could get, could fix their electronics. That's what I'm for. That's what I felt I'm, my purpose was. I wanted to offer my services to, to, to those in need. I wanted a, a life of purpose. I wanted to work on my old cars and be on my ham radio, and I wanted to get back to pre-stroke pen. At that point, my balance was off. My brain couldn't divorce my head from the rest of my body. I'd look left, and my whole body would go left. Wow, how weird is that? After three days in a hospital and two days of physical therapy, I was in pretty good shape. I was, I, yeah, I was. Uh, not great, but in pretty good shape. But when I got there, out of there, I bumped into furniture and walls quite a bit. I would use them to hold steady for the first time. I felt like navigating daily life was a 
like on a, being on a turbulent plane. I thought I was fine. Then wham, I had to grab anything in sight to help me rebalance myself. My depth perception was off. I'd have to take breaks, sit down, wait for dizzy spells to subside. Ultimately, I had to learn my limitations and listen to my body signs. There's no one, no manual for a 1943 body. Like the Buick manual, of course. <laughs> so I thought, I saw doctors, nurses, therapists, paramedics, fellow stroke survivors, and the internet to compile a makeshift owner's manual. Okay, now I'm going to get the Buick owner's manual for Ken. <laughs> for my specific body, I had to tinker with medication types and doses. I tried various strategies to gain mobility. I needed to get up and go. I was motivated to recover. I had things I wanted to do with my life. I'm thankful for neuroplastic plasticity. My brain acknowledged there were areas that would never work the same and, and instead assign new parts of the brain to step up and take over the jobs that had had to be done. It's absolutely amazing. I've always been a type A per person, knowing that there has to be a way to get things done. It sounds like my brain is type A too. It's fascinating. Like moving to LA as, as a teenager, my stroke was traumatic and I struggled to get around and I knew I needed my body to move in order to engage with others. I worked hard on therapy because I wanted to make the most of my time there. I was very committed and completed all the daily exercises. Maybe my type A personality showed in part of the process too. I was interested to see progress. I love the metrics, taking time, taking note of where I started and how I improved each week. Keeping an eye on the progress was an inspiration in itself. When I saw the improvement and felt good about it, I asked to test out of a program. This is physical therapy I'm talking about here. Um, I knew there were people who needed access to, to the knowledgeable, caring people who helped me gain mobility. I also knew that I would continue to challenge myself with strengthening exercise at home. This test I'm talking about is a, is a uh, test where they go through a, several um, uh, walking and turning your head and um, arms and various things like that. And, the, and you get a score. And in order to get out of there, I needed a 26. I got a 29. So uh, that's, that's how I tested out of that program. But it's nice that they have these kind of tests where you can actually show you know know how well you're doing. Ultimately, the whole experience was made had made me more humble and understanding. 
I have more empathy for others now, and that I am now much more patient with other people with any medic medical condition. I know these things can be can happen to others, to anyone. There still hasn't they still haven't pinpointed what caused my stroke, but um, I'm thankful that I ha it hasn't reoccurred in three years. I've actually found a new sense of purpose too. Usually it was working on electronics. Before I'd help people figure out their electronics. Now I feel fulfilled when I am able to support others emotionally too. I originally joined a stroke survivor group to receive support, but have found that supporting others is more important to me. Partly a reason for doing this recording today, actually. I'm all, almost fixed, but I'm th there for them. Last year, I joined a year-long class on for pre-diabetics, which I was before this. When I when it concluded, I created an alumni association because if, after a year, what happens after a year? You know, you have to have some follow-up, some continuity. So I formed this uh, alumni association for those from the program. I facilitate regular gathering, gatherings for this group, mostly on Zoom, and I share stories. We share stories, resources, support each other. I have found that my interest in repairing is not just electronics. Unbelievable. It's people. <laughs> and for people to recover and thrive, we need information, resources, and each other. I'm thankful for the opportunity to see life a bit differently now. I am more humble and patient and have learned that we never fully are fully fixed, but I've learned to love the process. I see prog progress when I commit to a daily practice and empathy and connection. These days, I realize that there are very few metrics to measure my time and effort with others, but I know that my commitment to individual groups will ultimately help others in their own process to repair. And when I see their progress, it gives me a jolt, just like the day I fixed a 55 Buick. <laughs> I found purpose in the process and joy in the, in the celebration. Thank you for devoting time and space to listen to part one, Ken Check's story. Stick with us for part two, Ken Check's interview, right here on Beyond Stillness, stories after stroke. Each colorful memory creates a parable for life's greater teachings, a compass for journeys ahead, and inspired wisdom for unique growth. In this episode of Beyond Stillness, guest Ken Check shared his story about his passion for electrical projects and classic car maintenance, and how they have informed his own recovery process. He highlighted the need to listen to the body's warning signs and follow care instructions of medical professionals. 
If you enjoyed this moment of pause for storytelling and reflection, please like, share, or subscribe to the Beyond Stillness Stories After Stroke podcast. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, as part of the stroke community, you are more than supportive. You are inspirational. I'm your host, Molly Bucola.